This is Black Scott. This is Love Jade. And we are He Said, She Said, a podcast where we unpack current and controversial topics concerning men, women, and the roller coaster that is our relationships with one another. Look out for new episodes dropping every Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Have y'all seen Malcolm and Marie yet? Shit, enough to know it's toxic. Well, if you haven't, this is your official spoiler alert because we will be talking about it on this week's episode. So if you have not seen it, go ahead and go back and watch before you tune in. We'll also be talking about how long it takes for a person to get over a relationship and to move on, as well as a new segment we have called Let's Talk About It, in which we ask questions on our Instagram and we go over the poll results that you guys give us. Let's talk about it. So Malcolm and Marie is a film... Starring Zendaya and John David Washington, who's actually Denzel Washington's son. Zendaya Coleman, my soon-to-be wife. Well said from Mr. Coleman. Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) she's going to have to change that around. Yikes. Well, anyway, (laughs) are you going to take your man's last name or is he going to take yours? Another episode. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's talk about it. (laughs) Another episode. We'll probably uh, throw that up in the poll a couple weeks uh, from now. Right, right. Okay, so this film um, is essentially about what goes on in a relationship behind closed doors. Um, something that has been said around the film is that it's a film, um, it's not a love story, but it's a story about love. So it really gets down to the nitty gritty of how relationships can look um, on the inside and what you don't see on the gram. So we thought it would be really important to talk about that. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that really stood out, if you guys seen or even heard of it, is it gave a realistic take on how love is to where it's not, you know, rainbows and roses. It's not just that, uh, phase in which everything's good. It's up, down, down again, up, down, down again. It's a lot of ups and downs, roller coasters, you know, high emotions. It really gave you a full viewpoint of how crazy love can be and relationships can be. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but before my first major relationship, I literally had no idea. I just thought like, since I had met somebody who was, who I thought was like the perfect person, like, Oh, we should be good. Like, we'll, we'll have some disagreements here or there, but it'll be fine. It'll be like honeymoon for the rest of the 50 years. Right, but it gets stage. so deep. Like, y'all know, it gets so deep. And I think I can say and probably speak for a lot of us when I say that film was triggering and exhausting. <laughs> that would be my review. <laughs> yeah, some of these scenes, it takes you back to a time where, like, you just hated the person you're with. Not like in a way you want to kill them, but I just can't stand you. I don't like you. Yeah. I love you, but I don't like you. And that is such a thing, right? Like you can love somebody and, and that's like totally them. different from liking them. It's totally different. Totally different. Like I think sometimes maybe you see the person for who they are and you realize, oh, I don't like you, but it's too late because I already love you, right? But then the other situation is like when you do go through hard times with somebody, it's like, I don't like you in this moment because we're going through something but I still love you, you know? It's like a weird dynamic. And to me, it I hate that feeling in relationships because it rips you apart, you know? Yeah, I, I don't always think it goes in this, uh, in the kind of context where, uh, sorry. I don't think it goes in the context of the movie where it kind of goes from bad to worse and then to bad and then to regular. Sometimes I feel like when couples go through things, maybe you might start off not liking them but then you guys go through stuff and you really love them or really like them and then really love them. Yeah. Like, man, this person really came through for me when I thought they were kind of so-so, kind of hot and cold. But I know they had a real a good heart when it comes down to it. So I think it kind of goes, it can go both ways depending on a relationship. And when I just have to go like bad to worse. Yeah, exactly. It can go, like you said, from worse to better. Definitely, definitely true. And I think when you do go through hard things, 
I will say whether it makes the relationship better or whether it makes it worse, it definitely changes it in a major way. Would you agree? Definitely. If I get adds layers to it now, it makes it a, it gives it a depth to it to where basically, you know, how people say it's hard to move on for certain things. Yeah. That's why, because you've gotten so deep, so invested, all these layers and all this history that's been built, that to just scrap all of that and move on to something new, it gets hard. I mean, it's hard to even think about or conceptualize. I think that's why people often stay in toxic situations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and also to give like a personal note on what you said about uh, things going from, I wouldn't say worse to better, but maybe just like things just get better in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with my personal example would be like, um, I have an ex who was, we were together at the time that um, I lost both my grandparents, my mm-hmm. sorry, my, my grandfathers back to back um, within like a month of each other, they passed away and we were together at the time and he was like there for me, whatever I needed. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna like give you your space and or I'm gonna like be there for you 24 seven. It was literally just, what do you need? What right. do you need? I'll do that. And like, even looking back, you know, we're not together anymore, but looking back, that's something that I truly appreciated. And um, it made our relationship better because you like, it was a major thing, but you were there. So right. that's like my person, personal example of like how things can get better. Like you see someone in a different light when you go through things and it did change the relationship in a major way. Like granted, we didn't end up together, but um, at that moment, it definitely made me see him in a better light, you know? You know, I feel like the, the thing about that that's kind of interesting is none of that involved liking. It was straight, I'm just there yeah, because I love you. I don't necessarily like or dislike what I'm doing or anything. I'm not even thinking about me at this point. I'm just thinking yeah. about me being there for you and just my love for you and supporting you. So yeah. it kind of goes to show this movie and just it really does give you a perspective of relationships to where love isn't always about you. It's not yeah. always about happiness. Um, or your happiness. And it's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and roses, like I said earlier. It's being there. It's connecting that person. Yeah. It's much more than what you get out of the deal. Yeah. And like in the film, um, they do discuss, again, we gave her spoiler alert, but I'm going to give again. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about details of the film. Um, so there was a scene um, where they talked about how um, Zendaya's character, Marie, was struggling with drug addiction. And, um, Malcolm was there for her through that whole process. Um, And so that was something that they personally went through that was really deep. And um, that's, they they didn't really delve too much into how that like affected their relationship. But, you know, if I can theorize, you know, and make these characters real, I would say that I'm sure that that played a role in her learning to love him if she didn't love him already. Definitely, or maybe even increased the love and made it grow stronger. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and another point I wanted to bring up was uh, the movie was essentially like a huge ass argument <laughs> that went in circles. Just like real life. <laughs> uh, just like real life. But in the beginning of the film, um, Malcolm wanted to talk about it, about what was going on, because Marie was acting kind of funny and like not silent treatment, but just kind of acting like, stand- like I want to say standoffish, but she was just acting different. Kind of dismissive. Yeah, of the whole, just uh, different, situation. right? She was kind of quiet. So he felt like something was wrong with her and he tried to address it. And then she was just like, no, I don't want to talk about it because basically she was saying, I know this is going to blow up. And she was telling him like, you always go zero to 100. So because of that, I don't want to talk about it. Completely foreshadowed the movie. Foreshadowed (laughs) the whole film. The whole movie was exactly that. Yes. And I wanted to just talk about that aspect of relationships, arguments, because 
we all been in these circular arguments where it's like, where do we even start? And where are we going? Yeah, and what are we talking about? There to where you come in one point, okay, I'm just going to talk to him or her about, um, I don't know, uh, leaving their shoes on the floor. It's going to be a quick little five minute one and done piece. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to work. Yeah. By the time you get into it, or by the time you leave, it's like, wait, what are we even talking about? We're just arguing, we're just mad. Yeah, I was late. For, I'm like two hours late for work. Like, and I don't even know what the original point was. It's like, you guys just it just comes to this point where you guys just blow up. Yeah. And, it's just and I think confusing. people aren't taught how to argue, how to, I don't want to say argue, but they're not taught how to disagree productively. I would say even. And then, we don't really see that in our parents' examples either. I would say even the reason why it gets complicated is emotion. Like we said, it's not like you guys don't know how to speak your point. You got civilized humans and grown adults, you don't know how to have a conversation because you do it every day, work, school, otherwise. It's just when emotions get involved, I feel like it takes a different turn, especially with a partner. Yeah. Because that's typically the person you feel the strongest emotions for. You know, if you get into it with a boss or a coach, you really don't care. You dismiss that. Or even a friend. Yeah. Even a parent, brother or sister, but with someone you love deeply and share a connection with, that um, the emotions that you feel just kind of scramble all of the logic that you guys came in trying to do. I agree. I think, uh, and that's where the love versus like comes in. Like, <laughs> right, for real. I think love makes you crazy like it just like you said it's a different connection and maybe you expect more of that person than you expect out of anyone else because that's your person and so i think when it comes down to arguing and stuff like it gets crazy for that reason like you feel betrayed almost you know if the person messes up and we have a blind spot of real we have a blind spot because we don't realize like hello no no one's perfect but right. it's like somehow we still expect our partner to be perfect even though we know inherently that people aren't yeah i think the reason that is part of it is like just media and how we've been conditioned but the other yeah. part to where why the person feels that way is you put everything, heart, soul, trust, money, uh, everything you put yeah. into that person if you really love them, um, you know, that deeply. So the single thing that disappoints you kind of just cuts all that. Like, dang, I gave you my heart and you punctured. I gave you my money and you squant or whatever it is, it just cuts a little more deeply because of the emotions are so high and the risk because you gave them everything. Versus a coworker, uh, we just coworkers, it don't really matter like that. I'm not tripping off that. Even a friend where it's like, eh, I mean, I don't really care what you're talking about, man. We could just not talk <laughs> yeah. for a week and then, get, you know, make it up later. Parent, I could just leave the house, bro. I got my own, my own space, my own spot. Like, but with a partner, you'd rather you stay with them or not, that connection is there. Yeah. That deep connection. So I thought like that's why it gets a little tricky. And movie did a great job of telling that house, you know, how the story unfolds. Yeah, that's what I truly love about it. Like, regardless of how you feel about it cinematically or from like a... um from a technical like a standpoint, standpoint, yeah, or like from a artist, I guess, standpoint. Right. I think as a human, from a human standpoint, I think it did an amazing job of portraying that, portraying something we've all been through, like if we've been in relationships before, which is just like- What to expect. It gets like that, least. yeah. And I think, I think I do wanna share one thing that I learned a long time ago um, when I was doing just like research about how to effectively communicate in a relationship. Right. Something I learned is like, you really gotta just stay on that one thing. Whatever it is that is your, chief complaint, stay on that. Don't bring up stuff from the past. Don't bring up stuff from last week. Stay on that topic because that is where things go downhill. Yeah, me and my guys talk about it all the time. When you come into it, stay on the point. <laughs> stay stay on, the point. on the point. Don't let anything, phone call or whatever she says or he says or wh neighbor, whatever, stay on your point. Yeah. Don't take no phone calls. Just stay on the point because that's Really, that's the start of it unraveling into a two, three hour messy, sloppy conversation. 
you know, yeah. that, and it doesn't end up in a pillow fight. It ends up maybe <laughs> yeah. in a real fight. So Uh-oh. best thing is to stay on the point. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Come in with the, the viewpoint or whatever you're trying to communicate. Stay that way. Yeah, I agree 100%. So their argument did get really, really heated at times. Words were exchanged. Um, there were hits below the belt on both sides. Yeah, and they made up for like a whole, I don't know what the time frame is, but the whole 15 or so minutes, right, of the of the uh, movie, right? You mean, yeah, the movie was like an hour and 40-ish, I think, or something like that. Um, they, they had multiple points where they made up, like break up to make up or whatever and then, yeah, but exactly. i guess overall it looked really toxic so the point i'm trying to get to is would you have stayed if you were in this situation i mean with zendaya be my soon to be wife um yeah that my honest opinion great great um i'm trying you sound to like you're taking me seriously i'm trying to just find a way to bring call you mr coleman Mr. Coleman. I'm trying to find a way to like work that into a sentence, but uh, I'm going to just say it. Mr. Hey, Coleman. Listen, at least you're taking <laughs> this thing seriously. Most people laugh at me. Anyway. I've been manifesting this person. I think she would take it very seriously if you agreed to take her last name. But um, anyway, I. I don't I don't think I would have stayed if it was me because uh, I've experienced this type of dysfunction before and now at the point where I'm at peace of mind is everything and so I think I would just have to break it off and find peace you know let me ask you this so if you left how long would it take for you to get back on track we asked our uh Mm. a lot of our supporters on Instagram and followers that same question how much time does it take you know between relationships to kind of heal yourself yeah so um my answer is I think it just depends on person and it depends on your healing process some people heal faster some people heal heal slower it depends on what you went through in the relationship it depends on how long you were together there's a lot of factors so i think it's definitely really personal um it's interesting like i found an article um on bustle.com and the article was called 13 experts reveal the best time to date after a breakup and they had a lot of interesting strategies like one thing i saw that the experts said was um for every year you were together you need two to three months of healing. So for example, if you were together for a year, then you need to heal for two to three months. Or if you were together for two years, then you need to heal for four to six months. So I thought that was interesting that they broke it down mathematically. Um, What do you think? Uh, For me, um, I think at maybe best case scenario, let's say the standard three to four year relationship, we had a, one of our followers uh, said six months. So I think at best six months for a standard three, four relationship. Mm-hmm. And at worst, I like my like my guy Ao said, shout out to Ao, not a barber. He said, could take a lifetime. So at best case, six not months, a at worst, a lifetime, depending on, you know, how everything unfolded. But uh, that's kind of my viewpoint in it. <laughs> I hope he was joking with that. Uh, <laughs> I think he was. But I think uh, I would never allow somebody to take my entire life. Never. I'm getting over it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. At some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also... Would you agree that some stuff carries, uh, though? Like, in a life... what? So, when we're talking about a lifetime, get over it. It's not like you're down and out, down bad for a lifetime. But, mm-hmm. like, let's say there's certain trauma, certain things that you kind of pick up, scars and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Would it, that take a lifetime to heal? So, you still with another person, but just let's say... You, you have an argumentative mindset because you were in a relationship where you guys argue all the time. Mm-hmm. Would it take 
more than six months, more than a year, three years to get over that um, mindset? I think it depends on what it is, right? Like, God forbid, if there's some type of abuse, abusive situation, I think that might take a lifetime just because it's so serious. And not saying you can never get over it, but it's something that you'll always um, be like working on and making sure that you don't have you know in your in your future relationships yeah. you know what i mean especially in the marriage where you guys are married 5 10 20 right, years right you know? but i also think if it's something smaller um i think it can be overcome um but i think it's something one you have to work on yourself right. number number one but also two that you have to communicate with your next partner excuse me and let them know what you've been through because i think a lot of times we try to like Oh, I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it with different things where we want to put on our best face, you know, in our new relationship. But that stuff comes out. That stuff comes out at some point. So it's like if you don't deal with it and if you don't communicate with the person you're with about it, it's going to come out and cause damage. You know, like the biggest example I can think of is trust issues. A lot of people have trust issues from past relationships and we don't deal with it. We don't work through it ourselves and acknowledge, you know, how it made us feel and try to heal from it. And then we jump into a new relationship with that next person and expect that it's their job to like heal our trust issues. And I think it's their job to support you, you know, in your journey of getting past it, which is why I say you should communicate it with them. But it's not their job to make you feel safe. Like that's because they're not the ones who hurt you. Like that's something that you have to start the healing process within yourself and then allow them to support, but not do the work for you. You know, and if y'all been watching this podcast for, you know, any amount of time, you already know that's my problem with the bus stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, listen. That's why I can't I can't move to New York, date a girl in New York. I don't like the buses and the taxis. <laughs> oh it's God. a trauma that I have to work through, you know. And you know, I've mentioned it a couple episodes, <laughs> and uh, you know, we, that's my scar. I can't. It might take a lifetime. I may never take a bus again. That might be a lifetime. <laughs> a lifetime. When we travel, now, I just get the Uber. Man, yeah, or I we think. Fly. No Greyhound. No bus. Uh, I also want to bring up the point of like. When we say moving on, are we saying getting into another relationship? Are we saying dating again? Or are we saying being involved, period? You know, because we have a lot of casual casual dating going on nowadays. So I'm like, do you think it would be okay to casually date if you were uh, newly broken up? Or do you think there's a time limit on that as well? I think really it's more of an emotional point. Because like you said (laughs) earlier, you can get into something a week after or a month or a year, but if you're not personally put together or fixed up and yeah. all of that um, and not taken care of, you can just tear that up just the same. Yeah. So I feel like really True. it's an emotional thing to where, it, how do you feel about it, you know, personally? How do you think? What's your perspective, your mindset? You know, have you taken care of your wounds and have you healed yourself? Because yeah. it doesn't matter who you get in a relationship with at what time, but it's a personal journey that uh, you got to make sure that you're complete or at least working on that towards, you know, as you move on towards other relationships. Yeah, for sure. I just think, um, I think it's hard to to envision like, oh, I got to be alone for a little bit or I can't, you know, seriously date for a little bit because I, I need to heal. I think it's hard because it can feel like you're being punished, right? Like right. you're being punished for trying to be happy, right? Like I tried to make this relationship work and it, it didn't work. So why am I being punished with loneliness? You know, it could feel like that, I think, for some people, but um, it's really not a punishment. It's really just for you to understand that like, hey, something happened, you know, it didn't work out. Um, and I just want to be whole for me. And then on on the other side of that, like I want to be whole for the next person I'm with and come in to that with, with good footing, you know. Um, so I think that that people don't talk about that with relationships. They don't talk about 
um, how hard that can be to, to take that time alone, you know. Um, but I think it's important. Yeah, stay off the internet, especially if you break up around something like Valentine's Day cuffing season. Um, stay off the internet because everyone, you know, that's the time when people get together or you see people posting, you know, relationships, uh, marriages, engagements, yeah. pregnancies, like all the things that involve <laughs> men and women relationships. It's being posted during those types of times that could really make it feel like you're suffering. So, you know, for one thing, I know a lot of people get back on social media after breakups, but depending on what season it is and all that, I would take time off social media. Yeah. I guess if I had to give it a time, like a generalized, super, super general um, time frame, like if I had to choose just like something, I would say a year. Super, super general. Super solid, but right. Just I think a year average. is good before you get with someone else. I'm talking about like relationship. Like if you want to do right. casual or date or whatever, that's up to you. But I think as far as getting into a relationship again, I think a year is solid. Yeah, I think a year is solid. That's like I said, it. it could be more or less for people. You know, it, it's just general, but I think that's like a good, a good general now, point. Now, let me ask you this. <clears throat> so at that point where you do get into a next relationship, how long does it take to uh, start talking about those traumas and things of the past? Uh, I think as it presents itself. Like, I, I think you don't necessarily want to bring up old stuff if you're in a good place. Mm -hmm. But at the point where it starts coming up, like either you guys are talking about it, they ask, or maybe you start seeing your traumas uh, affect your relationship. Right, that's right. like the point where you need to start talking about it. Um, You know, that's, that would be my answer, I think. I agree with that. I feel like, like you said, because you don't want to force it, but you also don't want to um, hide things or be, yeah. um, what is it? Just kind of not mysterious, but just in a way where it seems like, well, they're kind of hiding something. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Because you want to, you know, mess the trust up that way. So, yeah, I think that's a great middle ground. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, based on your experience, do you think you would, um, like, we're talking about like healing and all that. Based on your experience, would you advocate for cutting your ex off? Or would you advocate for, you know, some people try to be friends or whatever right. afterwards. Like, what, what's your feeling on that whole thing? I'm uh, talking about, like, um, right after, like, right after the breakup. Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't say cut them off um, permanently, especially if you guys didn't break off on bad break off on bad terms. Mm -hmm. But the cutoff definitely has got to happen. And um, for me, if I'm being honest, I'll probably give it anywhere between three to six months. Yeah. Uh, and it's easier said than done, uh, 100%, but it's healthy. So yeah. it's one of those things that you guys got to take the time, not you guys, but the individual has to take their time right. and trying to kind of make that, kind of make it a thing of just, I'm going to not talk to I'm going to abstain from conversation, um, social media, seeing social media, any type of interaction, just got to cut it off just so you can yeah. take that time to personally focus within and heal from that point. Yeah. I think I would say cut them off. Completely. Not like right away initially yes um not 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 to be spiteful or anything like mm -hmm. that but i think it doesn't help like if this is something where you're sure this person is not right. right for you and even if you're not sure but you know that like you don't want to be with them right now you know that wasn't good for you right now i think you need to cut them off because it it's not going to help your healing right. you know and after you heal hey maybe you guys do want to give another shot or after you heal maybe you don't want to give another shot or maybe you want to try to be friends but whatever it is i think you it's essential to take time for yourself um, 
after that. It's only going to be confusing. Like, I guess for me, it's like in my own experience, right? right? Because I was one of those people that's like, oh, you know, I don't want to cut it off like that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like that. But looking back now, my experience, I would definitely have done that. I think it would have been healthier. It would have helped me heal faster, you know, um, if I would have done that, because you just need that. Like you need to, it's like, you, especially when you've been with someone for a long time, um, I think you need time to pretty much get used to them not being in your life. You have to let right. your brain and your body adapt to being by yourself again. And if you're kind of still in communication with that, it's just prolonging that process. It's prolonging the inevitable. I had a conflicting thought just now, right? <laughs> yeah, it was so about, funny. Exactly. We want to know. I'll tell you, it involves <laughs> cake. But uh, <laughs> I, I had a conflicting thought, right? Is this metaphorical right? cake or is this real cake? Real cake, metaphorically. Yes and no, I guess. It's, <laughs> let me let me just get into it. All Conflicting right. thought. Here it was. So I was thinking about this. Man, it's hard to separate from somebody if they are valuable. They have skills, you know, things to contribute that added to your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ex could cook and she could bake specifically <laughs> real well, yeah, especially this cake. She had this cake. She uh, every uh, Fourth of July she would make and birthday. And so now I, we we're talking about no communication. I Cut them off. Cake. It's over with. And then the first thing that came to my mind is that cake, though my birthday is coming up. So. <laughs> I can definitely attest that that cake was good. And I remember that the 4th of July is right around the corner after my birthday. Like, So <laughs> is there any way I can kind of just keep, I can just kind of make uh, some way I can get the cake transferred to me? Like a no contact delivery, no Corona, no contact delivery. We won't touch your stuff. How can I get this cake to my house? You know? This sounds toxic. toxic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I was, and the whole, the reason why it's conflicting is like, man, if you just dated a bum or someone who just was just complete garbage or you just hate him, it's easy to cut him off because yeah. it's just, that person was a, that was a buster, man. Like, I'm done with her, like, or him or whatever the case was. Or maybe I have no skills, just bummy, whatever. But if someone was actually decent, you know what I mean? That had stuff to bring that contribute, add to life, it's like, man, that's, I might as well date bums now because the breakups will be easier. But you don't be focused on dating based off a breakup. Yeah, that is a whole nother thing. Like, what type of breakup was it? If they cheated or something, or like you said, if they were just scum and you finally realized it, that's easier, I would say, to move on. Because it's very clearly like a no, right? Right. So even if you start having those feelings that everyone has after a relationship of like, oh, like, do I want to get back with them? Was this the right thing to do? Even if you have those feelings, you have concrete evidence of scumminess. evidence. You remember walking into the room Right. And you see her getting her cheeks busted and a guy saying, oh, my bad, man. Right. You cannot unsee that. So you it's like, even if you think that. for a second about getting back to them, it's probably like, nah, nah, nah. Like, I no, I, I would be stupid. But I feel like if you are, and I'm not negating those people's experiences, by the way, it's still hard to move on. So I will say that. But then I feel like if it's that relationship where it's one of those, oh, it just didn't work type of things, those are are harder because really it's like, difficult. like you said, if they are a value, if they do have quality in your life, like, um, it's harder to separate like, did I do the right thing? But I think you always just have to stick with your convictions and stick with what you know. Like there's a reason why you're not with them anymore. There's a reason why you chose to break it off, you know? And like in my past experiences, it's like, I did everything I could, everything that I possibly could before I chose to break up, right? So it's like, I leave with the piece of, I, I did everything I could. So then when you do start having those thoughts of like, was this the right thing or not? You can always fall back on the fact that you know what remember you did do everything you could right, do right, right. You I, know? I, I fully so. agree with that and i feel like i can almost say that i'm 99.9 percent sure i did everything i could the only thing right what's the one percent 
the one per the only thing i'll tell you guys right now it's personal but the only thing i didn't learn how to do which i really regret i should have i should learn how to bake a cake oh my god it just made the whole transition a hell of a lot easier for me personally spiritually <laughs> spiritually um, you know yeah and uh sometimes baking just really transcends it's on another level the, phys it's, it, the physical it's, yeah it's, yeah it's spiritual it's some spiritual people's thing. baking is just like that, that the great. cooking right it connects yeah. to the soul the stomach is way to the heart <laughs> and uh for me uh i took that personally like michael jordan said in his documentary so that's the one regret i have <laughs> is i should have learned how to do that now yeah. it's going to take me longer to get over it for that reason so we feel that we feel that and yeah. we send out you know our heart to you on that on the note of the cake you thank know you, it's a hard you. thing to lose honestly if anyone uh, knows how to cook a cake, DM me, uh, females. Taking women. applications now. Taking apps now, <laughs> please. Bakeries, uh, cookies, cupcakes, donuts. Et cetera, yeah. Well, you guys definitely check out this Bustle article. We'll drop the link um, in our description because it was a really good article, and we definitely want to share the wisdom with you all. Um, so look in our uh, description box for that link. But now we want to go ahead and talk about and what you guys think. business out there. With this poll that we just had. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's time to put y'all's business in the streets. Um, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We won't. Uh, we won't disclose. We'll keep it anonymous. Your, for yeah, now. we're not going to uh, disclose your Instagram name. So what was but... the poll question again? Oh. So the poll question was, how long? Um, how much time does it take to heal between relationships, or like, how long should you move on? Really, you you have the exact thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, pulled it up just now. And so, how long do y'all take to heal? before moving on to a new relationship. Yes, so- um, so Just gonna go ahead and read you guys off a mm -hmm. couple responses. And uh, if you if you responded, you probably know who you are, so we won't miss you guys in this one, but uh, shout out to y'all who responded. Yeah, shout out to all the participants. We appreciate you. Okay, so some people said as long as necessary. Others say same thing, it's no real time on it. Uh, people gave specific ones like about a year, six months. Like I said before, my guy said a lifetime. I felt that one. <laughs> we all felt that at some point. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have a lot of as long as necessary. And most people do think it's like a personal thing. Um, someone said there's no real time, just when you're ready. Somebody said I was told to wait at least half the amount of time you were with them. I think that was similar to something we read in the article. That's a really good, um, a really good point as well. Uh, what else? As long as it takes for me to stop being sad and learn from the decisions I made. Wow, a gem, a gem, because we don't often talk about relationship in relationships, what we did wrong. And that's huge, regardless of who was at fault for the breakup or whatever, you have to look at what you did before you move on to the next relationship. <laughs> Man, that's straight facts. I felt that in my soul, like that cake uh, that I've been missing out on. It, it, I feel like it's important. And another piece too, uh, like I, we talked about earlier, it's a com emotional component. So we had another poll or another answer said that usually until i'm over them emotionally which can take some time and introspection so just like you mentioned looking in and based off your decisions and all the things that you did and made also going over the emotional component and having some reflection on that is also very important as well yeah the emotional component is real because um it's like grief it literally is like grief it's um and like of course it's not comparable to losing someone like or having a death and a death in your family but it's like in a way you are losing someone. And so you have to work through that grief. And we all know how grief is. It's like finicky. One day you think you're good and then the next day you're not good. 
And um, it does take time to get over that. So I think that's a huge point. Yeah, like you said, five stages of grief. So everyone's going through different stages. You can go back and forth. Yeah. Skip stages and come back to other. So yeah, I think it, that's super important. That, that emotional point. piece really is. I think the emotional aspect of it is very underrated. Logically, okay, makes sense. I'm over them. They did me wrong. It didn't work out. All of those things make sense. But that emotional part of it is underrated and is a major piece to really actually yeah. moving on. Yeah, and that's the part that you can't control, which Cannot. is the ironic thing like the logical part you can control like you know this is not good for me and i know that but like you said that emotional that's that's the real monster and you can't control it it's just trying to like pick up water yeah you'll heal when you heal <laughs> there's things you can do like make sure you cut them off that will help with you know moving on emotionally but at the end of the day it just takes time to take so yeah right so then i think it's really i think it's really important like these uh two comments said you have to make an effort to have that introspection and think about it because there's no you don't want to move on to the relationship without having you know i guess corrected yourself yeah. and healed yourself you know it's like a pencil with no tip there's no point so yeah one of our other users said something along the same lines however long it takes to reflect on what went wrong make changes if needed and heal that's it wrap up summary really make changes if needed reflect on what went wrong make the changes heal and she put an exclamation point at the yes. part of it so there's hope there is yeah hope. i love the make changes part because i think like we said the healing is not really in your control as much so it's like in the meantime though while you're waiting for the healing to happen what can you do what actions can right. you take and that's where the make changes comes in like reflecting on how you can be better so it gives you something to do besides just be sad and focus on the fact that you're not healed you know it's like hey let me do something else like work on me in other ways yeah all right, y'all, that's been our time. Again, I am Black Scott. I'm Love Jade. And we are He Said. She Said. If you enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and subscribe, share. And hey, follow us on Instagram. We are at He Said, She Said underscore PC. Again, that's at He Said, She Said underscore PC, where you can find episode updates, polls, and interact with our community. And hey, if you do participate in one of our polls, you might just become a part of our show.